you like that technical foul call? Why? So the JVG Variety Hour. Uh, my name is Marco. I'm here with my boy Lucas. Lucas, how are you? I'm good. Uh, vibe check for today. No one. No one else in the room with us. Uh, at my place, I'm drinking a water, a vanilla Coke, and a lemon pepper <laughs> strip club. Uh, Lou Williams, Magic City, Atlanta. Let's get them all out now. Uh, and a lemon and ginger tea. Nice. You're also wearing uh, this fabulous red outfit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't leave much of the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> read. Hey, so you know how like most podcasts start with a concept and then eventually devolve into like, I don't know, improv comedy or things of that nature? <laughs> Go on. So I've got a character I want to try. <laughs> um, I'm calling him Blake at the moment, but I feel like because we're a basketball podcast, um, you know, there's too many associations with that name, so yeah. I'm open to names. Steve Blake, of course. He's basically like... <laughs> He's like the only white guy at the office who likes basketball. Okay, um, okay, okay. But he doesn't know too much about it. <laughs> this would work well with our ELI 5. Yeah. Explain yeah. it like I'm 5. Oh, segment. true. Okay, I'll be Blake when we finish the episode with that. Um, so, like, for example, uh, you'll, you'll give me a player and then I'll uh, do how Blake reacts to him. So, for example, I'll do Josh Hart. And he's like, hey, the J-Man, Joshua Hart. <laughs> Got a lot of heart, but don't forget. Got a lot of soul. <laughs> Defense all day, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love when you prepare stuff like that. It makes me feel so good about the pod. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, would you like to? Would you like to throw Blake a player and see see what he can say about him? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, is this gonna be like one of those magic tricks where no matter which player I choose is the one you prepared? <laughs> I haven't prepared anything. Okay, I'm gonna go. Uh, uh, can it be anyone? Anyone. Shit. Um, okay, Rodion's Karooks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Kada. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers got it in the bag. Keep doing your thing, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. Cool. Well, uh, moving on. Uh, a lot of news in basketball this week. Yep. Um, uh, you've already gone through a lot of it. If you guys haven't already, I'd recommend you go listen to episode 100 of The Deep 2 featuring uh, my boy Lucas over here. Great episode that I haven't listened to yet, <laughs> but I'm sure it was comprehensive and yeah. went through every trade in great detail. Uh, yeah, and actually, more so than just like running their numbers up, if you do want to have like a, do want to listen to a breakdown of all the trades, it was really, really good. And we break down pretty much all of them. Yeah, and I think, you know, we're going to avoid doubling up on this episode here. Yeah, it's inevitable. I'll say a few things I've said uh, already. For sure, of course. So if you're listening to both, uh, I don't know, electric shock Lucas every time he says something. <laughs> Retrospective electric shock. Or, go on. <laughs> error, error. <laughs> um, did we, do we want to start with the Pels quickly? Not really, but you go on. <laughs> Fuck. No, of course, of course, of course. Um, yeah, just that finish against the Mavs the other, uh, the other day. Um, Everything I've said for like the last 20 games basically gives Zion the ball for the last quarter. They did it. It worked. Uh, just like they'd just double him so high on these screens and he'd break through him and it would be this just 
five on three situation all of a sudden where he could get an easy shot off or he could pop it out to Alexander Walker, who was thankfully wet that night. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully. Um, and yeah, it just makes so, sense, so much sense. It's easily the best we've played in the last quarter all season, I think. And it was purely because of, you know, fucking Shaq with point guard skills, Zion <laughs> Williamson. Beautiful to see. I think that, I can't remember what episode, it was definitely early on. I remember you saying every 20 games with Zion, he gets better. And and that's reflected in every 20 games, you have a new piece of advice surrounding Zion. And then it feels like Stan Van Gundy, of course, is like 10 games behind your advice that you've given him. <laughs> but I feel, like, um, I feel like what he's trying to do is juggle what he should be doing and how to transition to that. Yeah. Because, look, I think that the playoff hopes aren't, you know, they're a bit glummer than they were at season start, but Zion's um, development is crazy this season. Uh, and yeah, give, you said you said last episode, just give him the ball at the end of the game. And then I read, uh, I think Kevin O'Connor tweeted it. He scored an assist on the last 14 points for the Pels. Incredible, incredible. I think the important thing there is assist as well. Mm. Like it's not just uh, running plays for him or anything like that. It's actually giving him the ball because he's yeah. got incredible handles for someone his size. He's such a solid passer. And the gravity of him is just, like, insane. And I just think he's already got that, like, winning attitude that so many players on the Pels just haven't developed. Yeah, right. For various reasons. Yeah. We've got a bit of gallery of guys with, you know, ego problems. I mean, like, <laughs> who aren't egotistical enough. <laughs> like, um, you know, Lonzo, even BI can be like that as well. I think, honestly, comes for playing for the Lakers under the bright lights when they were shit and LeBron was injured. Like, yeah. Would have, would have felt awful you would have felt like you were always doing the wrong thing oh true for <laughs> sure and I feel like being a man there's been so many times where being a fan of an irrelevant team like the Wizards has been a blessing for how I see the rest of the league I remember I think we were 2-6 and six at the time and Garrison Matthews was like our mindset can't be 2-6 and six. and I was like the fuck is Garrison Matthews chiming in for and then I realised I love him I love him so much he is, he's got Steph Curry's confidence in a team where players desperately need Steph Curry's confidence. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's the I loved hearing that. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't think, yeah, the Pels have a single player apart from Zion who, who like sort of is confident beyond their own ability, which is what you have to mm. be in basketball. Sometimes you have to be like better than you usually are. But it's that's kind of an impossible statement. Yeah. Like he, what is beyond Zion's ability? Yeah, true, true, <laughs> true. That's a great point. I mean, his ability is kind of limitless, and he's confident in it to the greatest extent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, speaking of uh, guys who could have been a bit more assertive on the court this year, uh, JJ Redick mm -hmm. uh, and Niccolo Melli and and Niccolo Melli. Let's not forget my guy Melli. Um, <laughs> Traded away for James Johnson and Wesley Wundu. Um, I'm kind of happy. I'm kind of not upset to see either of them go to start with. Like, JJ has just not been the player he was this year, both, like, tangibly and intangibly. Like, yeah, right. he hasn't seemed like this confident veteran leader that we sort of thought he would be this season in particular. And that he was last season. Like, he was such a... It was so comforting to have him coming off the bench last season and just, you're like, yeah, he's going to drop 15 for sure, for mm. sure. Um and like he hasn't done that this year and we haven't had someone else who can has stepped up and done that either mm. um so not entirely upset to see him go 
Melly, you know, it's it's like the European experiment, right? Like, <laughs> you get one of those tall European dudes and you kind of see what happens. Yeah. And I would, yeah, I was not happy anytime he was on the court. Yeah. Like, his shooting was not what it needed to be. He was an absolute liability defensively and he, yeah, just looked like an oaf the entire time he was playing. I think uh, I was thinking about JJ Redick actually a lot over the past couple of weeks. Just because I was like, what is... At this point, he's kind of always just been a shooter. Like, I don't know what else he offers. And then Melly's the same deal. Yeah. And that's not enough. Like, that's not... A, you can't be... I guess with Redick, he does have so much gravity. And, like, he will never not be on the defense's mind. You can you can run a play for him at the end of a game seven. Yeah. And you're happy with him taking a shot heavily contested. That, I think, is is, you know, that is still the draw with JJ Redick. I just don't think that New Orleans needs players that are like one one dimensional. Yeah, exactly. And sure. I'm always I'm always all on board with any team that gets James Johnson. Like so long as bar the Clippers, I'd be happy for any other team to get him. Uh where's I Wundu? You know, he's one of those one of those classic like magic wings, like Orlando magic wing, wings that you just you feel like they got a lot of context-dependent players that are in a bad context. And now hopefully he finds some sort of role with uh, New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm I'm big on the James Johnson train the more I'm thinking about it. It'll be so nice to have someone like him just come off the bench and sort of be a bit more assertive, shore things up defensively. Because I think that's the thing is like, fuck, our front court is just trash defensively. Mm. Like... Uh, I don't. Stephen Adams isn't a bad defender, but he's not your classic rim protector yeah. by any means. Zion is becoming an average defender, uh, maybe an above-average defender as well. Uh, but yeah, like Jackson Hayes, he, he's the classic like gets a sick block, but then uh, <laughs> is a liability on nine other plays. <laughs> um, and then yeah, it was Melly. Hernan Gomez, like uh, Willie, I, I kind of like you, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not rating you as a defensive powerhouse at all. So yeah, it'll be nice to have James Johnson come on and just a bit more experience on the defensive end of things as well. Yeah, and I think you got, yeah, you guys got a pick as well. Yeah, a second round pick this yeah. year. Not unhappy with that. Yeah. Uh, who who would you like to move on to next in terms of trades? Well, should we talk about? I don't know. Let's just let's talk about the trades we feel good about. Okay. Uh, I, I I'm gonna go a situation I feel good about Chicago. Mm. So their watchability increased so much with getting Vucevic, and hopefully Troy Brown Jr. Uh, so yeah, hopefully he gets some run with the Bulls because I think that's a perfect situation for him because you can surround him with shooters as well as a diverse approach to offense. In Washington, he only ever had good guard, like just gun guards he was playing with. And he wasn't, he isn't much of a shooter. He's more, he's, he's actually a lot like Lonzo. And I said this on the deep too. So if you heard, listen to both shout out. Uh, but yeah, he's, if he's playing with shooters and a diverse attack where you can go inside to Vooch or, you know, stand by or no, not stand by, but um, give, give uh, Levine his opportunity to attack. And then you attack on the catch as when Levine causes a breakdown play make pass and then be a really good defender i really hope troy brown jr's um career like uh what, what do you call it? ticks up at chicago mm. it's interesting the comparison to lonzo because like lonzo is still the player the bulls say they have their yeah. the ring for 
So like they obviously, you know, they're obviously thinking about who's well suited for that team, and mm. that's who comes to mind is you know Troy Brown Jr. Yeah, or Troy Brown Jr. Light. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. That was actually the main. That was actually when I heard Lonzo to the Bulls, and I was like, wait, they got Troy Brown Jr. I was like, oh. They probably thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't feel as good about the situation in Chicago. I've just never been sort of... I've never been assured of Vooch as like a game winner, if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, everyone's like, yeah, he's having a good season. And I'm like, but for what? Like, to what To what end? To what consequence? Um, that being said, uh, I've like I've totally come around on Levine this year. Like, he's been yeah. so much more fun to watch. And uh, so it's just a lot more unstoppable, I feel. Definitely. Like, uh, he really felt like one of those guys that they'd sort of just let go off for 25, 30 points sometimes. And this yeah. year it's been like, wow, defenses are really trying to contain him and they absolutely can't. I, I, yeah, I'm more interested to see what happens there than anything, anything else because I don't quite know how they're going to fit together in particular. Like, and like having two all-stars on the... I've never been less sure about two all-stars on the same team. Yeah. You know, they're like... They're like the 11th and 12th in the yeah, yeah, yeah. in the All-Stars in, all in my mind. Like. Uh, and another thing I've repeat, I'm repeating from the Deep 2, uh, I actually don't think that Levine's unstoppable, but I think they're very similar in the sense that they're right at the top tier of Elite, right below unstoppable, yeah. both of them. And if you, this were to be a chip team, they'd have to be the second and third best players, and you yeah. need to fit in the superstar um, alongside them. Also, you said to what extent is Vooch good? I think that's the reason I hated on him is because it was the product in Orlando. It was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with this? He's obviously a gun, yeah. but yeah, to what extent? Mm. And I think now now we'll see to what extent. Because it was, it, you kind of like, you kind of can't Very see it as point. anything Very but empty stats yeah. when it's, when that's the situation in Orlando where they've got these like half, let's just try and half rebuild, but hold on to Vooch the entire time. Yeah. And, then, and then now they've fully re rebuilt. Yeah, let's talk about that. I'm so happy to see Orlando shedding their entire roster because mm. just, yeah, literally every moment that I have watched an Orlando game, like, why the fuck are you holding on to all of these players yeah. and without any real plan and without actually getting good results? So fucking good on him. So <laughs> shed them all. Like, get some young guys in. RJ Hampton, I don't know, point guard of the future. <laughs> <laughs> they, they got considerably more irrelevant, yeah. but thank God they started it. Yeah. Like, there is... There is no nuance to the characters on this team other than RJ, like you said, Kem Birch, who I love, and Mo Bamba. Two of which play the same position, which is pretty annoying. Uh, like, yeah, Otto Porter Jr., it's like we had him in Washington when he was relevant, and now it's just kind of like, I don't know, he missed the, he missed the potential game tire today. Granted, it was a tough shot. Wendell Carter Jr., I mean, he's young, and he's good, and he's energetic, and he plays with energy. They got all the, yeah, a flurry of all these young players coming in and picks for Vooch mm. but I I, I just uh, yeah I'm glad that they they hit reset uh, I just don't yeah I, no you know what that's enough the fact that they hit reset's enough they yeah. don't need it they don't need to give us anything else the second half of the season yeah this is the thing they've been so nothing and like just completely inconsequential that yeah hitting reset is enough to please me yeah and it's and it's it's just signaling like yeah we are actually going to rebuild yeah. now like we're not we're not going to rebuild around this guy mm. or this guy it's like we're going to assess everything at the end of the season after the lottery like yeah you know um and we all know this draft's going to be you know a stronger one leaning towards mm. stronger so yeah if they can get a like one of those good 
top three picks or something like that, then yeah, they actually are in the position to rebuild where they don't have these fucking enormous salaries of guys. Guys who aren't reaching their potential. Like even Aaron Gordon in his like first game away looked so much happier and Mm -hmm. like so much freer than he had ever looked in Orlando. And I'd sort of forgotten that he was kind of a good basketball player. So (laughs) good. I I have the exact same... Do do you you want to say anything else about the Magic? No, let's go. I had such a good feeling about watching them play today. Mm. So them and then we'll get onto the Blazers later. But I feel like those are kind of similar teams. Uh and they really just prioritized okay, what's our five? Mm. What's the five we're running with? Cuz they both have such like uh, I don't know how do I say this is not just like they're they're winning fives like those lineups aren't just out there to like maintain a lead mm. they are there to take a lead mm. and there's so little weaknesses mm. Murray, Barton, Gordon and Jokic are all super professional hoopers and then you got MPJ who's awesome when he's playing with energy and ultimate freedom <laughs> <laughs> that, that lineup trademark that <laughs> it's, 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 interrupt me, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's wait, what? Wait, wait. <laughs> that lineup, it's, 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 what? it's a perfect symbiotic <laughs> juxtaposition. <laughs> so like you have those four like real classy basketball players, really good, uh, yeah, really good basketball players. And then you just have MPJ, who is supposed to be off-leash. And yeah, he was playing with so much energy today. Like, every single possession, he was trying to get a bucket. Mm. And every single possession, he was attacking the, the, the backboards, offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. And I like him. I like him moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're so right. Just that, that array of players completely unleashes him. I think even, like, defensively, I feel so much better... I know it's like it's like Gordon brings more than the sum of himself to like the defense of that team. That's exactly it. Yeah, because like MPJ suddenly doesn't have to, you know, like he doesn't have to defend the three or the four at all, really. Mm. Like you just put Gordon on the best guy there. Yeah. And MPJ can just go absolutely nuts on offense. And because that's always been his worst thing is he's such a liability. He's so bad defensively. Such a liability. Um, and yeah, and I think like they go from having like a sort of bottom tier defense to like one that you'd be pretty happy with I think yeah up against a lot of teams yeah I reckon you could run that five for 40 minutes yeah and you'd, 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 be, you'd be I mean barring a few contenders uh you would be you'd be comfortable saying you're gonna win that game mm. so weird I never would have thought that he would be the player to to unlock that team mm. if that makes sense like no, I was, that makes heaps of sense like I'd kind of written the nuggets not written them off but yeah I had written them off in a sense yeah but, like, I suddenly feel so much more confident about them, like, come playoff time. Someone that had a diss track against Dwayne Wade was the thing to steady <laughs> fucking Jokic and co. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> um, cool. Who else are you feeling good about? Uh, I like... I like... What? I like Gafford. I was I, No, you know, I liked his debut. And... I'm sad to see Troy Brown Jr. go, but Washington wasn't the place where he's, he was going to have success. Uh, and Mo Varg, I'm sad to see Mo Varg go, but I'm excited to have Daniel Gafford. In his debut, um, he came off the bench, had 13, 5, and 3 blocks, which is pretty cool, in like 20 minutes as well. And yeah, he was really he was imposing his presence as well in the key, which, you know, albeit it was against Detroit, 
because uh, he kept he had he had a couple of tendencies I didn't really like. Like he'd be under the ring, bringing the ball too low, just giving uh, other players an opposition uh, uh, an opportunity to just swipe it away, and or like taking a dribble when he really didn't need to. But I really like his attack on the rim and his constant pressure. The constant pressure he was applying to the glass on either side. Um, there was this one pick and roll. I think he got a block from it, but the way he defended it, I can't remember who was involved, uh, who else was involved in it. The way he defended it was awesome. Like they had, Wizards didn't put any help, like didn't use any help side. And it was just the guard defender and then Gafford playing, cutting off the passing lane completely, yet still contesting Mm. the the shot. Mm. And that shouldn't happen so you got to also put put that down to bad offense by the pistons but he did it like he still he still made that like he still made that play uh and yeah yeah like you can get away with all the bullshit against the pistons but there are 25 league teams in the league right now that have a chance at winning the ring <laughs> cuz of the play in there's yeah, the yeah, rockets right, yeah. the timberwolves the pistons and orlando and then he plays on the Wizards, and you could either go either side if you want to. <laughs> if you want to say the Wizards have a, have a chance we'll of making generous. have a chance of making the play in, or they don't. But <laughs> it works really well for this because he he plays on that team. Yeah. But yeah, there are twenty five teams that have a chance of winning the ring <laughs> if you want to get as dramatic as <laughs> possible. Can't you're saying this. <laughs> <laughs> so those teams are going to make you pay for those for those stupid mistakes. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I feel like you've lacked a. The way you're describing that play, I feel like you've lacked that as the Wizards. Like a, someone making a smart defensive play. Like, oh my God. <laughs> one that you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do that? Yeah. 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 He was, it was, I, I felt so comfortable with him as the center. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Um, someone else. I, I feel good about the George Hill trade. Oh, um, true. Um, I know a bit of an odd one. I feel like, you know, he was part of the Drew trade, what feels like a million years ago. Um, and I was just like, cool, fine, whatever. Go to Oklahoma, see if I care. Uh, <laughs> I just didn't think anything of him. But he like he really showed how useful he can be there, like with how he's played for the Thunder. And yeah, and he, I think he just will fit into that Sixers team seamlessly as just like another like vet guard mm. um, and a sort of secondary playmaker as well. The only thing that makes me sad about it is like all of the young guards on the Sixers lose game minutes yeah um you know Thibault uh Milton uh Quokamaz. um <laughs> and I mean it kind of makes sense like if you are a contender if you are trying to win the chip like your your rotation can't be full, full of all these sort of uh while not quite fine-tuned chiseled mm. um guards but it still makes me sad I thought you were gonna say Tyrese Maxey oh yeah and Tyrese Maxey <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, oh, yeah. yeah, he's gonna take he's gonna take more minutes away from Maxi. He'll take than all any, of any any of in, the other when ones. the playoffs yeah. start. Maxi yeah. won't be won't be in the rotation. Yeah, I like he's barely been in the rotation the last few games anyway. So yeah, yeah that's probably why he slipped my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's 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 what the 76ers are doing this year though. Yeah. They're going to win. They like they're going for the championship. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, ship steadier. He made the finals. I don't know if he won one with LeBron, but he made he made um. No, he didn't. He didn't because I was actually looking at this. But he made just the final four. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He did. He did. Yeah, uh, he was an, another trade deadline trade. Yeah, in fact. Oh my god, I remember that trade deadline so much. <laughs> wow, what a man! So fun being a basketball fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, infamously missed the JR blunder. 
Yeah. The missed, the missed free throw shooter of the J.R. Blunder. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, uh, yeah, but feel feel good about it yeah. for the Sixers, uh, you know, chances at winning. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else you feel good about? <sighs> Kinda. So, I'm just... I'm very... I just got a lot of questions about Miami. <laughs> so, losing Harkless, they open up more minutes for those other six, eight wings. I don't like that they've lost Harkless, but there's too many. Like you need, you need, a, you need enough minutes in a rotation to get a rhythm during a game. So I think that is a kind of an addition by subtraction type thing. But also, I like Bielitsa a hell of a lot, like a fuck mm. hell of a lot more than Kelly Olynyk. Mm. But I don't know who's a better defender between Avery Bradley and Victor Oladipo. Mm. Really? And I think that's what it can, that's what that trade is going to come down to because Oladipo is not a great shooter. Avery Bradley wasn't a great shooter either. Um, in a Miami Miami crunch time team, your shooters are going to be Dragic, one of Hero and Robinson. You're going to have Jimmy, B and Jimmy, and Bam. Uh, or they put one of those 3 and D wings on instead of one of... Yeah, instead of one of uh, Hero or Robinson. And... Which I just don't feel like we've seen enough of Oladipo yeah. lately to judge him as a defender. Whereas I trust Avery Bradley to defend in the playoffs. Wow, very interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I guess they just have both the options there. Yeah. In that in that case. Um, no, they got rid of Bradley. Oh yeah, fuck, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why are you comparing them like that? Um, yeah, no, 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 I totally agree. I think like if you're watching Depot for the Pacers even earlier this year, like... Uh, his effort looked so much less than like in his yeah. all-star, all-defensive team seasons. Yeah, when he's a fucking gun, great defender. Like uh, one of my one of my previous favorite players, like <laughs> pre-injury and pre kind of slacking off. I don't know, man. Like I would, I would give him, I would give him the chance to prove that he can defend as well as Avery Bradley. Yeah, and I think he's much, definitely much more versatile offensively. And oh, yeah, I, and yeah, I yeah. think that's what they want is like another offensive option more so than another defensive option i think mm. i think as soon as he's playing for spoil and like surrounded by all those guys like he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna work hard and grind grind out games just like the rest of them do um and i think it'll matter less if less if he's as good a one-on-one defender as bradley is true fair I, I, I am I am hopeful with Oladipo. Just looking at it defensively, though, I just I, yeah. just, it's just question. It's oh, just completely. questionable at this point. No, hundred percent. What do you see his role in it in Miami? It's, yeah, it's tricky. I I reckon he should be the sixth man. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but nice. it, I don't think he will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, I think it. I think it'll be like oh, it's hard though. Like, do you drop Robinson from the starting? This is like, what I'm thinking about. So think about the team as a fit. I don't think. Like, what are, you, what are you bringing a shooter like Robinson off the bench for? Mm. You can kind of hide him more defensively when you have him in the starting lineup with their gun defenders. And you want I feel like you want more creation coming off the bench because you have heaps of creation between Dragic and Jimmy. And oh, you don't have much creation from Bam, but he makes shit happen. Yeah. And he works, within the, he works within the offense really well. And I just think that Duncan Robinson's a better fit with them yeah. than... If you would have Victor Oladipo as well, because then the spacing with Robinson dropping to Oladipo, that's kind of gross. Mm. Uh, like Jimmy, I don't really like Bam as a shooter, and like I don't like his mid range either. But yeah, if you have Jimmy and Oladipo on, then there's two 
wings you can help off. Mm. So I would say you play him like I I would make his rotation, take him, put him on first sub, mm. let him run out the first half, and then play him like halfway through the third quarter to the start of the fourth quarter, somewhere a couple minutes into the start of the fourth quarter. Mm. I I think it's going to be more like yeah, it's just going to be like Jimmy Robinson depot mm. like jimmy running full point forward or whatever true um because i mean depot at his best can defend really one through three completely yeah um uh and i mean yeah jimmy's the primary ball hander most of the time anyway that's like true. uh and drogic drogic isn't really their starting point guard yeah. as it is kendrick nunn isn't really a playmaker yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's that's what i see happening whether that's actually best no i think what you're saying is best like and yeah i think it would be much like he'd have a lot more to prove in a way if he if he was the sixth man and if he kind of had to run that second unit in some ways as well because then it would be like okay uh prove to us that you are the you are like the all-star the all nba player you were like three four years ago yeah um whereas if he kind of if he starts and he's got jimmy and bam and then he's like the third sort of arguably third best guy on the court then it's like okay well you don't have that much to prove after all now in terms of having Victor Oladipo or in terms of (laughs) oh here we go so if we're gonna have Victor Oladipo on the team coming in to cause chaos there's only one guy you want in the locker room to be like hey man you're gonna have to sacrifice for the team pointed at earth you better hit it I want Iguodala (laughs) (laughs) But nice. to be fair, he is the he is the perfect leader to be like, hey man, look at what I did in Golden State. Yeah. I went to the bench. We moved Harry Barnes to the starting lineup. I became Finals MVP last season. Um, you know, you you got to take a subtracted role for the better of the team. And I reckon that they have a good, like they have good, um, like they have minimum, like they have body fat percentage requirements and shit before you even start playing in Miami. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, they, their conditioning is fucked. Their conditioning wow. is unbelievable. And yeah, they got great. It seems like they've got great people. They made the finals last year. That's not and no and no one no one really thought they were going to make it, especially based on talent. Mm. So the idea of the team and what they are, I think that if anyone were to straighten out, if a team would straighten out, uh, like a player that's still trying to grasp onto their superstardom, it would be them. Yeah, yeah. So I am hopeful for them. Yeah, and I think like uh, the way they use role players in Miami is so different to other teams like they'll be like okay in this series like you're going to play heaps of minutes yeah. and in this series you're not you're like you're not going to play at all basically yeah. like you saw that with Iggy through the playoffs even where it was like some sometimes he was playing like 25 minutes a game and then sometimes he'd come on yeah. for like 5 minutes just to like fucking harry one of their best offensive players and like that would be it yeah. um and yeah, everyone just seems so happy. Like, who's ever really complained about being in Miami? Like, true, <laughs> like, true. <laughs> it just seems like one of the best franchises to play for. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, Anyone else you feel good about? Uh, not really. I mean, <laughs> like, Clippers did the right thing. Oh, yeah. Rondo, I think. Um, Lemon pep. Huh? Lemon pepper. Lemon pepper. <laughs> Lemon pepper. <boy. laughs> Magic City. Strip <laughs> um, <Gym> Club. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what? In all seriousness, what is Lou Will gonna look like on the Hawks? Like, oh, I don't know. I think he because he, he wasn't really playing for lack. No, uh, <laughs> lack. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't really. Yeah, they kind of moved on to Luke Kennard, which is kind of sad. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Lou Will. Uh, what is he gonna look like? I don't know. I think he's gonna help them make their playoff push, and I think he'll like 
he'll be uh, a stabilizing 20 points for the rest of the season and in the playoffs. And I think that'll help. Yeah, obviously the trickle-on effect of that will be awesome. I watched the Hawks today, actually, play against the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Yeah, Ice Addict was pretty fucking good. <laughs> I don't know if he really wants to give the ball up, but I think Lou will Lou will, will would, would help. Yeah, 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 nice. Um, yeah, and I think on the Clippers side of things, yeah, yeah, you add Rondo to any contender and then it's they just become better. Like, I think so. The deep two boys didn't like it, but I think that um really yeah, I think that Rondo is like they were like he's averaging three three and two, and I was like that's all you need to do. He's barely been playing any. He's yeah, been getting so few minutes in Atlanta as it is, and that's just like. And the Clippers are kind of like for like with the Lakers last year. They got two stars. They got better role players for sure, mm. and I think he's just he'll just get his ducks in a row. Yeah, Hundy P. Um, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the playoff Rondo thing isn't a joke either. Like, yeah. <laughs> Stop um, laughing then. <laughs> <laughs> also, the thing with him going to Atlanta, right? I feel like he I feel like he can't do his Rondo thing at a team that isn't like a top four team in the conference. <laughs> That's, yeah, bang on. <laughs> like, he really has to be in like one of the best franchises to be as good as he can be. The, Playing for this yeah. like, uh, this like young up and coming Hawks team, like being one of the stabilizing vets in that situation. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> not, not a Rondo situation. Not Rondo at all. At all. Gallinari situation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect situation for Gallinari. Yeah. Not a Rondo situation. Yeah. Um, should we should mention that uh, Lou Will and the strip club in Atlanta. Oh. oh. Yeah. They have a lot of strip clubs in Atlanta. Lemon Pepper. Lemon uh, Pepper Lou. Lemon Pepper where? You can get his wings at the strip club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get in his wings at the strip club, but he is a guard. <laughs> Six two, Lou Williams. Shout out Lewis Williams. <laughs> um, now, who aren't we feeling so good about? Uh, I don't have any teams that I'm not feeling good oh. about, other than the Magic. And I already did my little yeah. thing about the Magic. Um, I don't. Oh, actually, this is a nice transition into what we wanted to talk about. I don't feel good about the Raptors. Damn. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, before we get to the big one, uh, like, the, even losing Matt Thomas didn't feel good. Fuck, that's what I was going to start with. <laughs> Damn it. It's a good day if you're a jazz fan. Yeah. You yeah. get another white guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I know three Matt Thomases, like two in real life and uh, one in NBA. Yeah. All such white guys. <laughs> <laughs> With a name like Matt Thomas. Matt Thomas. Yeah. White name, white name. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then like, I don't even feel good about the Norman Powell trade, to be honest. For the Raptors. Yeah. For the Raptors. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, Hood and Gary Trent. Uh, it just, it, I mean, I know he wanted out, but yeah, it doesn't feel like they're going to add anything to the Raptors franchise going forward. I yeah. don't think. Um, so Gary Trent Jr. will be a restricted free agent at the end of this contract. And I think, I think he's really good, especially on a contender. Like he's a role player and he's a passenger, but, uh, and then Rodney Hood, I feel bad for, I feel like that guy needs to find a home on a contender. Mm. He, he got buckets for the Cavs, like, you know, within reason he got buckets for the Cavs (laughs) when he was playing for them. That Portland Denver game, he genuinely like won one of the games for them. Mm. Someone asked themselves to get subbed out. That was, sorry, I skipped so many details. Playoff series Portland versus Denver. I can't remember which game it was. He went to like four overtimes, maybe three. One of the Portland players was like just gassed, 
So he took himself out and then Rodney Hood came on and then like genuinely was the difference in them winning the game. Hey Bo. Hey Bo. <laughs> uh yeah, Gary Trent Jr. he's got he's got a he's got a role in the league for the next 15 years. Um and lose yeah, but losing Norman Powell is massive. But they're not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like it feels like they're just adding you know, they're adding a couple of kegs to the back of a van that ain't going, <laughs> like, <laughs> as it were. Um, uh, just a quick fact about Rodney Hood. Uh, do you know <laughs> he taught Haley Williams how to sea walk? Is this true? Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Who's Haley Williams? She's the lead singer of, you know, Paramore? Oh, I've heard of Paramore. You know Paramore. Um, uh, apparently she was uh, Crip walking on st- on stage At some show Oh It was Crip walking Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Wow um, And someone was like Wow where'd you learn How to Crip walk And she's like Oh yeah My my neighbour Rodney Taught me when I was a kid I think he plays In the NBA now <laughs> uh, Is that for real yeah. Wow That's awesome um, What a story And so yeah Someone asked Rodney about it At a I think it You know like his Trade press conference Or whatever Um and I, I think I'm getting this right. Yeah, I am getting this right. Um, and like he's, he responded short of being like, okay, if you say so. So <laughs> it, it could not be true. But I, like Haley Williams said, my neighbor Rodney told me how to see walk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a question. As someone that knows about Paramore more than I do, do you reckon Haley Williams or Rodney Hood is more famous? Oh, shit. But- I think Haley Williams. Okay, so then. Paramore were big. Like, I think beyond just their scene for, yeah. like, three years or whatever. They're okay. on this Twilight soundtrack, man. What, yeah. What was Rodney, Rodney Hood wasn't on the Twilight soundtrack. <laughs> so, but I just asked that. So, there's no real reason for her to lie about that. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And, and okay. she wasn't like, oh, my neighbor Rodney Hood. She was like, oh, yeah, my neighbor Rodney. I think he plays in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine getting taught out a crip walk by a guy named Rodney. <laughs> Still. Girl can, girl can crip walk. <laughs> um, now, moving on to the other Raptors thing. Uh, so, reportedly, one of the Kyle Lowry uh, deals offered to them was by the Lakers. It was uh, KCP and Dennis Schroeder. And they turned that down and asked for Taylor Horton Tucker, mm. which the Lakers wouldn't budge on. Yeah, what the what the hell? It's actually it's like a, a such a word salad. <laughs> it's it's crazy because I actually think both teams won and lost from not making this trade. If you're making a push to win and you're the Lakers, you don't need you don't need the difference Larry's going to make from KCP and Schroeder is not bigger than the difference that KCP and Schroeder are going to make playing. because yeah. those are two really sure players you can play in a playoff series um you oh man like kcp is kind of untouchable yeah in a sense next to ad and lebron oh yeah he's uh, he's the third most important player on that team for yeah. sure like the other guys i hate to say it you could replace almost anyone else on the lakers it's crazy it's so hard to replace KCP. crazy p that's why we call him that. <laughs> hey crazy p <laughs> and then go away blake and then uh the raptors win because it's like do you really want KCP in that situation? Like, what's he going to help you with? Who's he spacing the floor for? Mm-hmm. Fat Freddy? Mm-hmm. Schroeder's not going to stay after this season if you send him to Toronto. So, yeah, I think both teams weirdly win and lose from this trade not going through. Yeah. 
It's just, it just is still crazy to me that it was proposed. Like, I can't mm. believe the Lakers would give that up. Like, Larry, he got sort of touted as like the most valuable player before the trade deadline, right? Yeah. But as soon as you put a value on him like that, you're like, <laughs> whoa, okay, no. Yeah. He's not worth that much. And then we keep forgetting he's 35. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no doubt that he would like have an enormous impact on a contender. Like, oh, yeah. Enormous. But... Yeah, you, you really have to think. This is the thing. It wasn't like they were giving away their future. They were giving away their now. Yeah. Like the Lakers become yeah. so much worse without Schroeder and KCP. And yeah. then you add Lowry and you you know, it brings them up a little bit. Yeah. But uh, yeah, whereas you look at like the Philly trades and it's like, okay, they're throwing away their future, but that's because they want to win the ring today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Lowry will get like two for 50 this offseason or like two plus one for mm. 75. Mm. Uh. But, Which is kind of crazy at this point of his career. But, you know, why doesn't he just take a vet min with, like, the Lakers <laughs> with a chip? Well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he wants $75 million. <laughs> <laughs> He's won a ring as a really important player in the team that yeah, won a ring. Yeah, you're so right. You're, you're very right. Um, hey, let's talk about this. <laughs> Unless you had anything else to say about that. That is a perfect segue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, players who take vet mins to go on contenders, what do you think of them? It's so fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, something I forgot to say at the start. How how much did Twitter just die after the trade deadline? Oh, completely. Like, every two hours you go on Twitter, it'll run like, I don't know, 15 new tweets, 30 new tweets. I was about to say half an hour new tweets. 15 or 30 new tweets. I, it might I, take you half an hour, <laughs> I open up Twitter now and there's like genuinely two and none of them are from basketball. Uh, none of them are basketball related. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing you only follow basketball. Yeah, it. yeah, I do. <laughs> no, I do. I'm not. My Twitter's pretty active. I'm not denying Ever that. Heard of Ozpol? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I used to play Ozball <laughs> and Ozkick. Um, I love this sunburn country. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like the absolute beating the Nets have been getting signing um, Aldridge. And yeah, kind of, and vice versa, and it's like. Well, first of all, he's 35. Yeah. Like, he's not fucking, uh, you know... He's not in his prime yeah. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Secondly, like, who the fuck... On the older side of things, like, who the fuck cares? Like, of course, mm. the Spurs were going to... Like, he wasn't in their plans for the future. He's got to play somewhere. <laughs> you can't turn down a small contract at a contender just because of the optics of it. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't be seen just, you know, selling out to win a chip. No, yeah. go win a fucking ring. Go play with like three of this generation's best players like, and have a great time. Aldridge is the type of player as well where at this stage of his career, all that's left is the thing that he was really, really, really good at once. He's just like, what else can you do other than like space to the mid-range, post up every now and again? Like, this isn't a... This isn't a... This doesn't shift the needle at all towards the Nets. Yeah, yeah. Of the championship contenders, he can hang with, like he can defend Gasol, Zubats, and then Brook and Robin Lopez. Haha, <laughs> 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 very funny. Damn. But like, yeah, Nets in four. <laughs> Mark Mark Gasol, what does he play? Like he'll play twenty minutes. Zubats will play what eighteen. Brook Lopez, what he's you know, yeah around twenty minutes, and like. Other than that, you couldn't put Lamarcus Aldridge on in a deep playoff series or in the finals. Mm. You like that would be a bucket every single time. Yeah, uh, but you know the Nets do need to add depth. They do need to add size, and like they've done that for cheap, 
but yeah like you said it's not going to move the fucking needle like yeah it. and people are acting like god i've never seen something get so many upvotes on reddit that was just like whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like fuck fucking hell and yeah just those stupid things being like oh imagine telling someone five years ago that Marcus Aldridge and Blake Griffin all on the same team they would lose their minds like yeah of course they would but like I don't know imagine telling someone in 1998 that Jordan would be playing for the Wizards like yeah he didn't he didn't take them to the finals and yeah. like you would have known that as well yeah look I don't know call it with the LaMarcus Aldridge Michael Jordan comparisons <laughs> no, but, I, but I get I'm what you're saying intentionally being facetious no I, I get what you're saying yeah chill with the LMA shit and this is the first <laughs> this is the first time um, you know how we've been like or well, I keep saying something I've learned about the NBA this year is you know stop putting this pressure on these players coming in being like they don't solve the issue and it's like okay but they don't make the issue worse LaMarcus does make, make, make the issue worse like if you were to have him on the court that does detract from them defensively true true yeah, um, yeah. anything else you want to add on the LaMarcus front um, not really I did as sort of uh, research for this segment I hurriedly looked at um, the trades in, in and outs of finalists over the last few years to see like how many actually signed vets or mm. traded for you know guys on tiny contracts just before the deadline actually not that many actually yeah. I thought there would be a lot more <laughs> it was you know George Hill and Rodney Hood like, in Man, the last is, minute for the Cavs that is so much more prep than I would do yeah. <laughs> um, because I was about to come on with this impassioned defense of like oh yeah contenders always sign guys right at the trade deadline yeah. they kind of don't yeah <laughs> It feels normal, but it's not. Um, the offensive firepower, though, of this Nets five, which would obviously be Kyrie, Harden, KD, Blake, and LaMarcus, if you were to run horns with them, that's a pretty horny idea. Like, if you were to get... And if you were to run a wrinkle where you get it to Blake on the elbow and then he just play, play makes for the other four weapons on the court... Um, oh, did you need me to explain to you what horns is? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, basically... The, I, I'm a baby, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the nerd. This is traditionally. So we maybe maybe down the line we'll go through the we call them wrinkles in basketball. The different wrinkles that different plays take. But this is just like classic horns. So the nerd has the ball at the top of the semicircle. And traditionally, the smart kid and the popular kid that has no real reason to be popular are in the corners, while the uncle and the dad start at the elbows. The corners are where the long out-of-bounds line and the short out-of-bounds line meet, and the elbows are at either end of the line where you go to shoot after you get fouled while throwing the ball at the ring. Now, remember, getting fouled is like getting in trouble. <laughs> is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you want? <laughs> you know, when you get in trouble, like something bad happens to you. When you get fouled, something good happens to you. You get a treat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, when the defensive team fouls you, they get in trouble. Oh. And the, the treat is you get that... get to play with the ball, yeah. Yeah, you get to bounce it and maybe have a, have a goal at, <laughs> at the free throw line. Okay, I'm on, I'm on the same page as you now. <laughs> um, so then the uncle and the dad set screens on either side of the player defending the nerd and the nerd chooses which side to go to. Um, you remember what a screen is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just yeah. stand, hold your position yeah, yeah, either you side. Don't move. Like you're playing a hide and seek or something, yeah. Yeah, and then the guy defending the nerd plays Tiggy around whichever screen he takes. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, 
Anyway, after this move, there's just so much that can happen. And then those are the wrinkles we can potentially get into in future episodes. Right, 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 right. But cool. that's basic horns. Thanks, man. That's, Pleasure. That's kind of what I expected them to be. <laughs> <laughs> man, lippy five-year-old. Exactly, exactly what you said. <laughs> um, cool. So, nice one there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about Drummond? Oh, yeah. Uh, Drummond to the Lakers. I really hope that... Oh, well, okay. So, it's not it's not definite yet, but it's, it's looking likely that Drum, Andre Drummond's going to sign with the Lakers. Mm. I don't know where else he's even considering. I still like... From his perspective, going to the Celtics, I don't like him going to the Nets now, just because I kind of like him going to the Nets. I mean, I don't really, I don't really care if he were to go to the Nets or not. Uh, and the other team I was thinking of, Lakers, Celtics, Nets. Oh yeah, that's it. Lakers, Celtics, Nets. So yeah, don't really care if he goes to the Nets. For his sake, I think he should go to the Celtics because I reckon he would help that team the most, mm. and they would get. And he would get what he wants, which is more touches. And then Lakers, I mean, he'd kind of just be a rim-running big, but, like, really, really good. And then a good defender. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm not in love with the idea. Oh, I don't know. I just don't know if he'd be good. But, like, I, th- I feel like he could cause issues. It's funny. Like, I think... Okay, first, I'd... Don't like the narrative that Drummond isn't a good defender. He is. Yeah. Um, anyone who says that, I don't know. Watch a basketball game sometime. Um, two. I, th- <laughs> I feel like a lot of people have said this is a good trade because it'll mean Drummond is like less central to the offense and less central to how well the team does. Mm. Um, but like what you just said, like he wants more. He wants more action. Yeah. And he's not going to get that in the Lakers. He's gonna yeah. Get, he's going to get less. Like he's really. Uh, yeah, uh, he's not gonna he's not gonna be taking a lot of uh, shots in the paint or anything yeah. like that. Uh, you're right. When he goes to Celtic, like you watch that Celtics team, and you're like, all you are missing is Andre Drummond. <laughs> like, yeah, like you just need that center to be taller and a better defender and a better rebounder and, and wants to shoot. Yeah. Like you want a big guy that wants to shoot yeah. in Boston. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because yeah, they just don't have any real interior threat at yeah. all. Um, but yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be the Lakers. I think he'll be good. Whether he'll be happy is another question. Mm. I think like uh, maybe he'll win a chip. I don't know. Like, do they sign him to a multi year deal? Because I nah. feel like yeah, he's he's this he's not really going to want to stay beyond uh, this end of season and this playoff run. He's going to get more touches for the next ten games for sure. Like yeah, uh, with LeBron and AD out. Um, yeah, I think he will make them better though. Yeah. Uh, I think he is going to Los Angeles confirmed though as well. Oh, confirmed. You heard of your first. He, no, because he tweeted this. Back to work and then <laughs> him in a Lakers uniform. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it looks a bit up in the air to me. <laughs> <laughs> that photo kind of looks photoshopped actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, only, the last thing I'll say is there are probably seven players on the Lakers that I would prefer shooting than Drummond. Like, <laughs> Schroeder, KCP, LeBron, AD, Marcus Mar- I hate the I hate the order I did that in. I obviously did it in starting lineup. And Montrez, there's six. Uh, Caruso? No. <laughs> Taylor Horton Tucker? <laughs> yeah. I would prefer Taylor Horton Tucker to create than... Dude, I'd prefer... No. I'd prefer Kuzma shooting the ball than Andre Drummond. <laughs> wow. Just for wow. the, the diversity here adds to the attack. Because Drummond, like, 
I'd much prefer Gasol and um, AD and Montrez in the positions to finish the shots, to finish under the rim than Drummond. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think they're just thinking of him, I don't know, more as a body a body on the floor in the offense and just better rebounder, yeah. stronger defender yeah. on the other end. That's that's all I can think about. And also, they're going to have three centers that could really start on most teams. Yeah, actually. <laughs> like, um, and they all have really, really different games. So, mm. it's so funny though. You could have just played AD at center and you wouldn't have had to get any of those guys. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wasted a lot of time, Los Angeles. <laughs> cool. Trick Marco? Trick Marco time. All right, here we go. At point guard, Rafer Olsten. Rafer Olsten. Nah, I couldn't even spell that in my head, so no. <laughs> At shooting guard, Sir Dominic Pointer. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Fuck you, bro. All right. We're That's putting... the first one I've been so sure of as well. Uh, at sh- small forward, R- Perry Jones the third. Perry Jones the third. no. Wow, okay. That's the guy I thought you were definitely going to get. Not Sir Dominic Pointier. <laughs> It's pointer, <laughs> so you got it wrong. Um, at power forward, Royce White. Royce White. Yeah. No. At center, Raheem Christmas. Yes. Yes. Raheem Christmas. Such a good name. Yes. Fun fact: So Dominic Pointer and Raheem Christmas were in the same draft. Fuck. There you go. Um, and well, his name is Sir Apostrophe Dominic. Yeah. yeah. And his sister is named Ms. Unique. M I Z apostrophe Unique. Yeah. Raheem Christmas. Fun fact about him. Well, actually, no. Rafer Olsen, also known as Skip Tumalu, uh, like streetball legend, played in the NBA. Um, so Dominic Pointer, kind of a memorable name. Perry, jo- <laughs> Perry Jones III, I am so mad he isn't in the NBA. He was backing up KD and genuinely one of my favorite players of all time. He would never get any run because, you know, he's backing up KD. KD plays 40 minutes. Then every now and again, KD would get injured and... Perry Jones would like come out and just drop twenty five every single every single time every single opportunity he got. Royce White not playing in the NBA anymore because he has a fear of flying. Raheem Christmas was the top one of the top high school. I remember I had the Slam magazine. He was one of the top <laughs> high school recruits when I was in year seven. He got drafted when I was in year twelve. Yeah right. Yeah. Wow. So, so shit. So, just such a fall from grace. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, cool. No, so Dominic Pointer is just yeah. I don't know where I saw that name. It's, you don't. You, you need a, You can glance at it and you remember. You'll stick that to memory. Yeah, yeah. The apostrophe and everything. Um, do you know Debrickajor Montgomery Ferguson? <laughs> no, that's an NFL player. <laughs> oh, but okay. another one of those names that just true, sticks. <laughs> true, 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 true. I do only know like three Debrickajors, but that one sticks for some reason. Right. That's definitely from the Cam Peel sketch, right? No, no, that's a real guy. <laughs> it's from the camp hills. <laughs> also, haha, Clinton Dix. That's a real guy. <laughs> his, his real name is Hashawn Trayshawn yeah, yeah, Clinton yeah. Dix. <laughs> Save it for the NFL part. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not winning another Trick Margo. That I was my know. strongest line. That was your strongest one. Yeah. With Sir Dominic in it. Yeah. Well, uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you. Nah, good try, man. Thanks. Hey, you'll get a W sometime. <laughs> I'm playing your game now. <laughs> Thanks for playing Trick Marco again this week. <laughs> that was your second double, by the way. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, I felt like it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 
You've been listening to an episode of the Jeff Van Gundy MBA Tribute Show, hosted by Lucas Petridis and Marco Holden Jeffrey. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at JVG MBA Tribute Show and Twitter at JVG MBA. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next one.